The John Hines era starts with a pretty fun win for the Minnesota Wild over the St. Louis Blues. We have a lot to discuss. We'll talk special teams. We'll talk some players who have not been pulling their weight, getting back on the scoreboard here tonight. And we'll talk goaltending as well. A lot to like about John Hines' first game behind the bench. Let's talk about it on tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. You are Locked On Wild Postcast, part of Locked On Minnesota on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another Locked On Wild Postcast as the Minnesota Wild pick up a 3-1 to win over the St. Louis Blues to snap a seven-game losing streak and also to pick up the first win in the John Hines era. And there is a lot to talk about in this one here tonight uh, because um, I, I'm i going to have to walk back a few things that uh, that I said over the course of the uh, the last couple of days because I think I think John Hines is going to bring a couple of things to the table that can get this group of wild players to respond. We will uh, talk about it and uh, plenty more here uh, over the course of the night tonight. But obviously, got to talk about the win because it's uh, it's been a minute since uh, the Wild have had a win. And who here besides me just thought, here we go again, as uh, Brock Faber gets called for a penalty like 30 seconds into the game. Just a, just uh, right on cue. Like it's, it's going to be the... Um, just the same that we've seen over the last handful of games, but we did see the wild actually kill the penalty and dare I say it, use the momentum from a successful penalty kill to generate the first goal of the game. How about that for a turn of events, being able to take momentum from a successful penalty kill and turn it into a goal. And not only that, Jewel Erickson Eck continues to pace the team in goals, his 11th of the season. And uh, you get goals from Freddie Goudreau. You get a goal from Matt Boldy. And uh, we're, we'll talk about Matt Boldy's interesting night tonight uh, because I think we can look at some things that, uh, that John Hines may be able to do to combat some of the penalties in particular because uh, I was very interested in the minutes distribution here tonight. So there's a lot of good that we saw in this one, but I I am going to go with uh what a lot of you are saying in the comments already is that yes, it is uh it is one game. And so the the challenge for this team so far this season has been getting to moments like this. And having games like they played against the New York Islanders and failing to build off of it. And one of the big separators from this matchup tonight that we haven't seen consistently in any of these last seven games is a consistent compete level and effort level. And that was there all night for the Wild here tonight. But I want to start with something that I think is fascinating 
here uh, in the early part of the John Hines era. And it's it's two games in. It's bound to slip in at some point. I have not heard the word grit used one time in the introductory press conference from Hines in his postgame comments here tonight. I have not heard the word grit used one time. The word that I have heard Hines use very often is we have to play with more speed. We have to play with more speed. And tonight he talked about the need for players that are handling the puck to play with more speed along with the wings to force the team to make plays in the zone, to get into the zone with speed, to generate opportunities, to get out of the defensive zone with speed. And yes, it still is a mostly slow team, but there are just some things that we saw tweaked here tonight in the effort level and the urgency of which trying to get out of the defensive zone and back into the offensive zone, because that's your big, that's your big equalizer. If you are uh, looking, if you're giving up too many shots defensively, the best thing that you can do is sustain presence in the offensive zone. And the wild did that here tonight, 23 shots against for Philip Gustafson. Gustafson talked about um, another thing too that I thought we saw in a lot of different players is, hey, I got to pick it up. Gustafson said with uh, with Gorg after the game, he said when the Wild went on the penalty kill right away, he said to himself, we have to get a kill here. I have to get the kill. And I don't know that we've seen that type of urgency from this team yet, is that this is one that you have to have. And so for Gustafson to be one of the players that has that light bulb kind of flip in his head. Um, that was big. And Gustafson had some great saves here tonight. Jordan Bennington did too, because again, like we've seen in a couple of other games, if the wilds can finish on even half of the chances that they had, um, it, this probably is a seven or an eight to one win because they had a ton of great looks and, uh, yeah, it just it's it's really encouraging. It is nice to get back into the win column and this is a good game to build off of. I I was fascinated by the John Hines angle throughout the course of this game is that he talked at one point was asked a question after the game about what he did was he observing more? Was he coaching more? And uh, he said, you know, I, he did some observing, but then also said, when you're sitting back there, that is when that's when you're supposed to coach. And so we, I think, saw Hines already injecting some things into this team. And again, it's not going to be a major foundational change that we see for this team. Uh, over the uh, the rest of the season because Hines plays a uh, a different style, uh, a, a similar style, excuse me, to what Dean had when he was here. But we have already seen the shift in the verbiage from grit to speed and Hines already looking at some areas in which he wants to try to help this team it just at a basic level of just getting the puck out of the defensive zone. And so I think a fresh set of eyes 
is going to do some really good things for this Minnesota Wild team. And yes, as uh, as Tracy notes, ice cream wasn't tasting good anymore for Gustafson. That about uh, that about threw me over the edge because if you ever get to a point where ice cream tastes bad, y- you gotta you gotta figure out what's going on. And so I'm I'm just glad I'm glad that we were able to see a game um, in which we saw a lot of things that have not gone well so far this season get turnarounds and the, the urgency and the effort level were there consistently throughout the night. And uh, that, if that is something that stays consistent, then that is going to help improve this team's performance over the rest of the season. Now we have a lot to get to here tonight because I want to talk about Matt Boldy, the goal, but also the penalties. Uh, I want to take a look at the minutes spread for the, uh, the team here tonight, because I think that's fascinating as well. Uh, And so we will take a look at a lot and we'll get to your comments as well as the Minnesota Wild pick up a uh, neat and nifty 3-1 win over the St. Louis Blues. We have a lot to get to here as we continue tonight's Locked on Wild postcast after this. Tonight's Locked on Wild postcast is brought to you by Collective. If you run a solo small business, you're an army of one but you still need a CPA, bookkeeper, separate payroll solution, and more. Let Collective take care of the paperwork while you take care of business. If you're running a business of one, you're wearing many hats in your day-to-day. With Collective, bookkeeping and accounting don't need to be one of them. You can start saving thousands of dollars and hours of your time by letting Collective handle the business's paperwork. Join the thousands of solopreneurs who have saved an average of $10,000 per year on taxes with their structure. Right now, Collective is offering one month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. That's a $550 value for free when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. That's collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. Today's Locked on Wild postcast is also brought to you by Sleeper. If you are a fan of the NHL, a new season brings all sorts of possibilities. Whether it be Matt Boldy finally getting on the score sheet or someday down the line, the Minnesota Wild eventually hoisting the Stanley Cup. You can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether players like Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, and Nathan McKinnon will score more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. Entries are so easy, you can do them in under a minute, and you can also play Daily Fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, and college football on Sleeper. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability welcome back to today's locked on wild postcast once again we thank you for making locked on wild your first listen each and every day Uh, if you can't tell by the sound of my voice i am fighting it 
uh, here uh, tonight. Um, but hey, we're we're grinding it out because you lose seven games in a row and you finally get into the win column, and nobody takes a day off. I want to go through quickly the minutes distribution here in this one tonight because Matt Boldy he did get a goal late in the game but continues to rack up the penalty minutes and he was called for a double minor here tonight and some of that may have contributed to the fact that he only got 12 minutes and 56 seconds of ice time in this one Um, but you look at that with Boldy getting 12 minutes, 56 seconds, Brandon Duhame and Connor Dewar both got over 12 minutes of ice time here tonight. And that's been one of the things, the big things with Dean that we have uh, noticed is that a lot of times it's those top three lines. And that is, uh, that's about it. Those guys get around eight minutes a night and to see them get a bump here tonight is I think something that we may see that is a shift that just was not in Dean Evison's playbook throughout the course of the season is if you have guys that are not playing well throughout the course of a game with somebody who is not was not in this system, was not here, is coming in with a fresh set of eyes. If he gets the sense that some guys on the team are just don't have it in any given night, whether it be up at the top of the lineup or all the way down to the bottom, I think we may see the minutes more evenly distributed to other players who uh, are giving more to what this team's doing. Marcus Johansson, another guy who has struggled throughout uh, most of the season. He ended up with 12 minutes. Freddie Goudreau had 13 minutes. It was a much more even distribution for those guys that uh, we would see Dean routinely give 17, 18 minutes per night, um, as opposed to just giving those guys, you know, as opposed to just saying, hey, you earn your playing time. So I think that is something that hopefully will carry over here. with John Hines behind the bench. Now, obviously, there weren't a ton of stylistic changes with the penalty kill, but the big thing that we saw was a better effort in terms of players actually sacrificing their bodies to block shots. The 25 blocked shots for the Minnesota Wild in this game tonight, it may... It, it I don't know if it was a season high, but it had to have been near the top of the list. That's something that we have not seen from this team. We haven't seen the effort to just throw their bodies on the line and nobody wants to block a shot because it hurts, but you have to do it. Those are the things that you have to do. And so if John Hines can continue to get that level of commitment from a large part of this team, the whole team, then we're going to see improvements in these areas. I don't know what we'll see in terms of stylistic changes for the penalty kill, but if players are diving around, sacrificing and blocking shots and being aggressive without being reckless, then we should see improvement in that area. Now, obviously the, uh, 
the big thing is getting your goalie to make saves um, to at the end. Whatever's going on in front of you, the goalie is the last line of defense for shots from the opponent. Gustafson said after the game, he was able to see a lot of the shots that the Blues took, which tells you that most of them are coming from outside and that the Wild are doing a good job of not getting stuck in front and creating situations in which Gus gets screened. A lot of clean looks for Gustafson to handle here in this one, but he did have some really good saves as well. That weird shot where the puck got stuck in Jared Spurgeon's gear, got stuck in like his sleeve and, uh, and popped straight down. Um, that was, that was a tricky save and Gustafson was able to, uh, Gustafson was able to make that. And again, we, uh, we've seen a lot of really good things uh, here in uh, this one tonight. Enough from me because, uh, because you can hear why. And so uh, we're going to go to the, uh, the comments here in this one. And uh, let's just start all the way from the top and I'll catch up as we go. Tracy Kaprizov doing Kaprizov things. Boldy breaking the seal. Eck being Eck. Middleton smiling. Gus driving the bus. So many guys just seemed more at ease in this one because I think they all understand now. The pressure is on to continue to win. That's what this team wants. That's what front office management wants this team to do is to reach the postseason. It's a long shot. I think the team finally understands that the pressure is on. And so you're seeing guys step up. Matt Boldy finally getting a goal. Freddie Goudreau getting his first point of the season on a goal. We're seeing guys just treat it like it's important for once, which I think is a huge part of uh, why the change is coming. Uh, Quadrum, I feel like even though Hines might not be the best coach, I like Dwyer in charge of the D, and hopefully that improves our play over the long term. I'm real intrigued to see what sorts of changes are made once Hines gets an opportunity to uh, to get accustomed to and get some time to tweak some things. He mentioned that the big one that he's working on is just some ideas for how to more quickly get the puck out of the defensive zone into the offensive zone. The biggest change that I will continue to talk about is Hines verbiage in saying that this team needs to play with more speed as opposed to playing with that grit. Haven't heard that word used a single time since he took over. And so maybe it's time we finally retire it. But it seems like speed is definitely more of a priority for Hines, and that could be something that is just really needed for this team. Devious. A win is nice and all, but I'm not holding my breath. I need to see them string a few games together before I change my tune. you got to win one eventually. This is, this is the celebrate, enjoy, but also, as we acknowledge, you have to build off of it because. We've seen performances like this this year. We saw the performance against the New York Islanders. We saw the game against the New York Rangers where the Wild battled back from a three-goal deficit. But there hasn't been anything to 
build off of that going forward. And so if the Wild can take this into the Nashville game, play a similar style to this, their chances of winning are are better. And if they can win a couple games in a row, then build off of that again. You have you can't just have these single individual game performances that get lost in the midst of a two or a three game losing streak. You have to just continue to push and continue to generate those opportunities. Uh, Aiden, which line do you think looked the best? I think the fourth line looked really, really good tonight. They did. And as I noted with the minutes, um, saw those guys get a healthy bump in minutes here tonight. I thought um, we saw some really good things from Kaprizov here in this one tonight, continuing to look like he is, is trending in the right direction and is starting to stack better performances. It looks like there's some more life in his legs. And so he's starting to stack better performances together. This might have been the best game that Jewel Erickson had of the season. Um, scored a goal. He had hits. He had blocked shots. He just put the whole package together. And it's no coincidence that he was the only forward for the Minnesota Wild to get over 20 minutes of ice time here tonight. If John Hines rewards performance with minutes, we will continue to see that and we'll see some of these other players start to get the message because there's a big difference between getting 20 minutes and then getting 13 minutes like Dean's guys, Freddie Goudreau and Marcus Johansson did. So if that's if that's a tweak that we see, because, you know, the reality of the situation with this team is that they can't afford to bench guys. Uh, you you can Dean or Bill Guerin talked about this with Dan Barrero earlier today. He said you can't really afford to bench guys. You can scratch them and then play 11-7, but that's that's not really something that is beneficial to us at this point in the season. And so then the thing that you do is you influx the minutes during the games um, to uh, be able to improve those performances. Jay Sullivan loved seeing Faber and Brodeen actually playing with the top six. They are our best defensive pair. Again, I was confused as to why that was such a thing with Dean, but actually getting a chance to see Faber and Brodeen play with Kaprizov, Rossi, Zuccarello was encouraging because, again, it's a little coaching detail, and it's these little things, these subtle details that um, – a new set of eyes can bring to a franchise. And that's what the wild were hoping for with John Hines is that he was going to bring a little bit of a different perspective from the same type of scheme and system. And we saw some of that here tonight, but as Jeremy mentions too, new coach buff, everybody gets plus 20 overall. That's that, that is a fair point, And that will be something that needs to be seen. Um, as we, uh, go along, um, just looking at some of the other comments here in this one, we have a ton cause we got a ton of people in here. We, I thank everybody that, uh, that tunes into these each and every night. And, uh, it's fun that we're finally back in the wind column, uh, here as the wild take down the blues three to one, Mike Gus looked like the weight of the world was just lifted off of his shoulders after that, after that win. He talked about it after the game. He said, ice cream doesn't taste any good anymore, which is if you are to the point that you're saying that you're down bad. And so I think Gustafson 
has kind of realized that he needs to he needs to step his performance up as well. He's not trying to guess as much. He's not trying to anticipate the puck. He's just reacting to what's going on. And uh, he just continues to uh, continues to string together some solid performances uh, here over his last few starts. Denny is here. Denny, thank you as always for joining us. One of the everydayers amongst uh, our entire group of listeners. What a difference when the team wants to play. The effort was there. The compete, the battle was all there. And um, I think the team got the message that, hey, you got to pick it up because now your performance has led to a coach getting fired. So it's... uh, it certainly worked here for uh, for one night. Um, and again, the biggest question is going to be, can you carry this into the game against Nashville and then into Chicago? Um, and we'll see. Uh, CG, maybe Dean was more of a negative force in the locker room than we thought. Honestly, I heard a few things about Hines today in that he's actually more demanding of a coach than Dean was per se. And so I think what that means is twofold. I think number one, that means that he has expectations and he has a level of performance that he expects that he's going to get, whether you are a top guy on the team or you're a fourth line guy on the team. And I think he is going to use different methods to get that level of performance out of the team. Um, as this season unfolds. And so if he tweaks the, uh, the minutes, if he drops players minutes, they're going to get the message. They're going to get the picture. And that I think can be his most effective weapon as, uh, as the bench boss here for the, uh, the wild Denny. I don't think the wild will be out coached anymore. See, this is, this is fascinating too. Now, because as Heinz said tonight, he said, the players made it really easy, but I am really interested to see what happens because they're not going to win every game. They're not going to win every game with Hines on the bench. And there are going to be times in which it is difficult and it doesn't come easy. So then what does he do? Because what did we see Dean do when the going got tough? We saw him lean on his comforts, lean on his security blankets. Will John Hines do that? Or will John Hines try some different things. We'll we'll get an opportunity to see that as this season unfolds. Um and so looking forward to seeing what sorts of adjustments, adjustments, a word that we haven't used here in a while. Uh what sorts of adjustments he has in the bag when uh when push comes to shove. Another point here from uh, uh Rat, I I'm I'm just going to leave that one on the screen. Actually, how good were we without Hartman? Well, certainly is uh, is a point to be made because Hartman has uh, obviously been suspended for the next two games. And that's going to be something that Hines will deal with when Hartman is ready to return is where does he slot him into the lineup? Because again, John Hines does not have any favorites in this bunch. And so you got to earn it. And so if Hartman continues to uh, to 
be called for penalties and continues to put the team in a bad position by um, by getting sent to the box. I don't think Hines is going to take too lightly to that. So looked good tonight. It'll obviously when Hartman is ready to return, Vinny Letary will be sent back down. But then where does he slot into the lineup? That uh, that remains to be seen. B with a great point as well. I noticed defenders were point passing and driving to the net more. We saw Brock Faber do it a couple of times tonight, just stepping up in the play. Jared Spurgeon once on the power play, stepping up and um, and shooting as opposed to just being kind of that stationary anchor point. Um, again, these are all just little things that uh, the details that kind of get lost in the shuffle that a new head coach is going to uh, to try to pinpoint and say, hey, we uh, we should be doing this. Try this. Just uh, just some things that uh, that Hines is going to uh, keep an eye on. Jeremy Dewar and Duhame are, in my opinion, the best players on this team right now. As the president of the Brandon Duhame fan club, I cannot disagree because I think work ethic always will beat um, guys that aren't trying hard and. Duhame's work ethic is consistently on the uh, near the top of the list. And so uh, if him and Dewar continue to uh, do what they do, they're going to see a minute spike. And uh, and I think that's a good thing for this team here uh, as we move along. Lots of poetic justice on the score sheet tonight. It, it, we were due for a little bit of a course correction at some point because uh, it just has been so bad for so long. Oh, so it was nice to see a perfect penalty kill. I know the power play didn't score, but honestly, the shift has been to shoot. We saw the shift be to shoot first, and they controlled the uh, the zone for a large portion. Jordan Bennington just made some great saves, and so... I, I'm excited to see the tweaks there too, because I don't think John Hines is just going to say, yeah, okay, Jason King, go ahead and just keep doing your thing. I think he's going to say, all right, if you are a player on this top power play unit and uh, you don't shoot, you're not going to be on that top power play unit. So that that is going to be uh, very interesting to see how that plays out uh, here as we uh, roll along. Bob, this game is why the press was down on these guys. Get off your glide paths, move your feet, and get to pucks. Did you notice he double-shifted the Deweys? Finally, credit for the hardest workers, 100%. And this is going to be something that we hope to see on a nightly basis is that the effort level just becomes expected. If you are not giving that effort level that is needed to win games, then you're not going to play. And so if it ends up being that those fourth line guys get more minutes because they continue to work hard, I'm all for it. And if it ends up that guys like Marcus Johansson get slid further down in the lineup because they're not, there are worse things. There are worse things to happen. Um, and so... Yeah, it's just there. There just is a lot of good here uh, in this one so far. The first game in the John Hines era, 
and it is a good start. And the best part about this is that the president of the Dean Evison fan club, Denny, is now retired from that venture with a smile on his face. Denny, it was a courageous job that you did as the president of the Dean Evison fan club. It was dirty work, but your uh, your job is finished, and now you can just sit back and relax, and uh, we can see what John Hines is able to do for this team uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, Jeremy, still confused with the Kalen Addison trade as if his power play QB wasn't at least throwing up chances. And honestly, if I had my pick, I would rather be seeing what you have in a younger player than getting some veterans that you know what you have. Honestly, at this point, I just will take whatever gets John Merrill out of the lineup. I mean, is it is it too hard to ask? <laughs> and to be fair, he has uh, he has been out of the lineup for the last couple of days, so it's it's worked. But I that's that's a a trend, or that is at least one of the things that Bill Guerin has done is that he tends to he tends to go more for veteran guys, with the exception of the Kevin Fiala trade, with the exception of the Philip Gustafson trade. He uh, he likes his vets, so that'll be another one of those that we uh, wonder, um, we look back on in a few years and uh, wonder what happened. Tyler, the penalty kill was outstanding tonight. First time in a long time that's happened. And again, I think that stems to the willingness to, um, the willingness to sacrifice your body to block shots. Again, I talked about 25 blocks here tonight and you got guys like Jake Middleton. He had six blocks, six blocks and three hits. Can we agree? Can we agree that this was probably one of the better games for Jake Middleton this season? Six block shots, three hits. He had over 20 minutes of ice time in this one tonight. So I think Jake Middleton was a, uh, Another one of those guys that got the message um, with Dean getting fired. So penalty kill, if you can get guys sacrificing their bodies uh, to throw it out there to prevent the other team from scoring. Now, on just on one hand, to just throw some caution here. We talked about the St. Louis Blues power play um, in the pregame. They're not great. And there was a lot of passing that they were doing tonight. So I want to see this same sort of thing translate to better power plays uh, on the season. And so if they can uh, if they can continue this, then then that's a good sign. But again, all of these, all of these types of performances, power play, penalty kill, offense, defense are only as good as your most recent results. Tonight was was good. Tonight was good. Let's build a build on it and uh and go to a uh let's go get another one on Thursday. Uh that's going to wrap it up for tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast a, a new all-time high for uh concurrent viewers. So thank you to everybody for tuning in despite me sounding uh 
like James Earl Jones here tonight a little bit. Um, doing my best to just try to gut through this because it has obviously been it's been a week so far. It has been a uh, it's been a week. And so we'll continue to keep you up to date. We'll continue to dive in to now the John Hines era. It starts with a win tonight, and that is about all we can ask for here uh, for the Minnesota Wild. So appreciate everybody tuning in. Appreciate everybody for uh, joining and leaving your comments. Make sure to catch us for uh, yet another episode of Locked on Wild coming your way uh, later tomorrow. Uh, as Amanda notes, <laughs> it's been a week and it is only Tuesday. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. So, uh, let's, let's see if we can get another win on Thursday. We'll dive into more of the, uh, more into the John Hines minutia as we, uh, go throughout the week. So enjoy the rest of your night, Minnesota wild win by a score of three to one. We are having a good time. And we'll continue to do so here as part of Locked on Wild. So make sure you subscribe. If you haven't already, we'll catch you next time here on Locked on Wild.